0: Three, two, one.
1: Well, when, you, when you're in the bottom, the only way you can go is up, my friend.
2: Do you guys want to do this one in Portuguese?
0: Hello, everybody. This is Alexandre Oliveira and I bleed white and red for Viradouro. Olive One, signing in.
2: Hey guys, this is Deborah Oliveira Furla and I support wholeheartedly Beja de Nilópolis. Olive Two, signing in.
1: Hey, this is Lucas Oliveira and green and pink on my collars as a support. Velha Guarda de Mangueira. Olive 3, sign
0: in. All right. Before we get started with the topic of the day, we wanted to kind of follow up with Deborah and see how was her job interview and how everything go.
2: Okay. So this is super cool, guys. Because I totally got the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the job. <laughs> you,
1: you, you like, You're like a teacher so- now. That's weird.
2: I am. I'm a legit teacher now. So next fall, I will be having my own classroom and uh, teaching um, freshmen and sophomores in high school. And it's insane. I am so excited.
0: (laughs) That is awesome.
2: Yes. Yes. Sweet
0: talking um, about that it's interesting because I've been reading some things to prepare for this episode and one book that I just um, read on audiobook actually I listened to it was um, Ember Ruffin and Lacey Lamar's book it it just came out and it's called You Won't Believe What Happened to Lacey and it's all a about Lacey's stories, um, about what people, what white people tell her (laughs) as a a black woman in America and things that she hears that are so funny. And she has a whole section about how her math teachers were terrible (laughs) and how she had um, a math teacher that um, literally put into her head that, Black women can't do math. And Mm -hmm. she dealt with that. And then she tells the story about how she's talking about that to uh, one of her children's teacher uh, at a PTA meeting or something, or a parent teachers conference. And the teacher of her daughter is like crying. (laughs) like That's horrible. Why would anybody (laughs) say that to you and do that to you? So I just thought uh, I thought of you when I saw that because um, coming from Brazil and coming from uh, such a diverse place, um, especially and going to church like we did and and meeting all kinds of people and all three of us of us served uh, missionary services for the the LDS Church, so we met. People of all walks of life and all races, colors, creeds, beliefs, and um, that really shaped who we are
2: right now. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting because right now in school, um, at least in the University of Utah, uh, not sorry, I don't go to the University of Utah. Oh, how embarrassing. Um, utah Valley
1: university Uh, that one that one we can fix (laughs) that one is that one deserves to be fixed that post that's
2: okay so um we we have to take a class that it's called um multicultural teaching something like that and we talk about various situations and Talking about uh, how to teach different cultures that we don't understand, or um, putting it in our becoming aware of our students and their backgrounds. It doesn't matter. It's it's not a the multicultural teaching class is not about race or about. Um, um, economic status specifically, but we we dip our toes in every single one of those little um, areas, right? We talk about um, how much homework do you give to your students? Um, you have to keep in mind that your students might be going home to take care of their younger siblings until late. And if you are giving them an hour of homework and all of the other the other seven teachers are giving them an hour of homework, how are they gonna do your mm-hmm. homework? Yep. And they're helping their siblings with their homework. Um, and that's great
0: because it's not- Things like that. It's not, that specifically even not a um, race training, right? It's a diversity training, which is um, great because we all know different parts of the country and different um, school districts have um, a, a different people, different kids that need that have different needs. You know. Yeah, for sure. Now, one thing that we need to make clear is um, that we are speaking about um, Black History Month because we believe that it should be honored and we should talk about it every time that we can. Um, but we are not people of color.
1: We're However, idiots. it's also a, a big <laughs> caveat, a big asterisk that we need to add to this. Like We're, we're idiots. We're just talking out of our heads. Uh, but we do want <laughs> to honor and respect, uh, like shanja said. But like, like I, I think this is like, we're not experts, guys. We're nowhere near it. So please, please don't hold us too accountable for the for the Lucas, crap that come out of our mouths.
0: But Lucas, let's talk about how when we left um, Brazil, okay? So I'm going to talk about my personal experience. But I left Brazil as a, um, for all intents and purposes, I was a white um, male, siege heterosexual for all intents and purposes that's what everybody saw me as so I was even though we were in middle class I, I was an 18 year old um teen uh that had um that had some privilege in that sense I was never looked at as somebody that was a person of color or uh, a minority right
2: and, true and and to add to that, we were not even like, we were. I I thought. Then again, it was my fourteen year old mind. Um, we were kind of like high middle class. Mm. Like dad was making quite a bit of money when we were living there. Well. No more or less get-
1: I think I think for I, I agree with Deborah because in our young my young mind too because again I was twelve and younger uh, it never felt like like uh there was no money to do things at least the <laughs> parents made it and shunned you too. Uh, Xander too. He like always made it seem like we always we had opportunities to think. We went to the movie theaters. The McDonald's was a big trip, and and back then in Brazil, if it if you took time to go to McDonald's, that means you. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a trip. I'm dining. Man. That's a good day. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs>
0: um. Well, we also we also need to remember that you guys were a little younger. Uh-huh. Um and and those events were a little sparse they were not all together which would think would seem in a memory that we were always going to the movies and we were always doing these um, activities that were somewhat expensive or that required money but it's not necessarily (laughs) they were far apart and things were not always um easy but i was talking about just just the the fact that when we land in the us we are immediately not white anymore
1: that was fascinating yeah. to me when i came to to and as
0: soon as identity. we land as soon as we land we are i guess nowadays we we are called people of color right because it's black people of color and
1: is that what is that um, the indigenous that is?
0: yeah because we are not white <laughs> <laughs> so anything that is not white is color
2: which brings me to like a whole nother topic of like there's not really a definition for Latinos, like we have, or Latinx, we have this, um, like, when it comes to race, um, we, I don't think that we have a box, like, oh. there's not, I and mean, there shouldn't be a box, but still, well, in- like, there's not a, a definition well we all know
0: that um brazil is the is the country that kills the most trans black women in the world and we know that racism racism exists in brazil like this is it's poignant is we know this however it's different because you get here and we are all put into the same sort of basket that um we have black brazilians a lot of them (laughs) so when when people um, look at us and see just a big latinx uh, blanket um i don't know that's just um they just close themselves to learning uh, about culture and about diversity and about differences you know
2: yeah, because I, I I don't know. Like for me it's like this. A black Brazilian come over here comes over here and he he his race for all intents and purposes, if he needs to fill out a form or she needs to fill out a form, um they are black if they want to. Whatever.
0: No, in Brazil they are, but here they have to Tick the box, Latino. No, it's separate,
2: not as a race, not as a race. I'm not talking about ethnicity.
0: I see, I see what you're saying.
2: So, as a race, they're not because, like, for me, if I mark right now with my mentality of 14 years in the United States, if I mark Caucasian or white, Mm -hmm. I feel weird about it. Right, because I'm not Caucasian in their eyes,
1: which is really funny. Because like, as Deborah as Deborah says, Uh. as Deborah says, you know, like uh, if they nowadays forms and we say they like we're talking about we spend we (laughs) as we as uh, immigrants we spend years filling out forms for the American government for a, a myriad of reasons. Uh, but, but it's true. Like they have a separate section for like, uh, they even, they nowadays, they just ask separately completely, are you Hispanic or Latino? That's a completely separate question. Mm-hmm. And then they ask what's your, uh, race or whatever. And, uh, if they don't say, uh, Hispanic or Latino on that, and they like, I either mark other or Caucasian those are my only options.
0: Now here's a funny fact. Okay? If any of you have a hand go and grab your your birth certificate from Brazil and you'll see what is the race, if you want to use that term, that it's listed on all three of our of our birth certificates. It's Caucasian. <laughs> We what y'all? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, it, it's just it's just something that uh, we wanted to bring it up today um, because February is coming to an end in the next week or so, and we we thought that we could talk about some of that um, and and this platform that we created for ourselves. Um, I just wanted to go back and have Lucas kind of talk to us a little bit about the things that we said on our intro, the names that we mentioned on in our intro, and what they
1: are they you asked me to do that. you gotta remember that I left prison when I was twelve. My man uh, <laughs> but
0: oh, you the. <laughs> You're the most
1: musically inclined of all
0: three of us, so that's, I felt like
1: that's that's, that, that's fair enough. No, we uh, we all claimed a what uh, in Brazil we call a school of samba. Uh, every year in Brazil, ar- around this time it, it, it is uh, around February, right? The that happened. Yes, of- it was just it was last week. It was just last week. I sh- I I, I sh- we. I thought I should follow this stuff anyways <laughs> but just last week carnival kind of happened and uh, kind, uh it didn't it didn't, beca- it it didn't did because it didn't because of the of covid yes yep oh that just makes me sad that just breaks my heart okay it doesn't make you sad you' just said you don't follow this stuff yeah but it's still I, mm. I, I can still be sad about things that I don't follow. <laughs> I am actually very
2: happy that Carnival didn't happen because I love my country and all its beauty but i I can see um, things happening like carnival and a lot of people getting sick and dying oh, because
1: yeah. that's we would go through the for sure.
2: people going into the streets and Playing and dancing and doing all of the things that we do in Carnival, um, without their masks or even with masks, but all sweaty and <laughs> nasty. And so for
1: those who don't, joking. so for those the listeners who don't know, Carnival in Brazil is a, a mixture of uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and Mardi Gras, and <laughs> uh, and the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl. Yes, thank you. It's the three: the Super Bowl mardi gras uh macy's thanksgiving day parade uh and it's this huge event that base almost uh more what the days i remembered as a child shuts down the country and uh it's people celebrating uh this event and part of the celebration is this is the schools of samba it's this actual uh schools are like marching bands these groups of people who who get together and creates Immense, beautiful, gorgeous floats that uh, they the parade uh, down uh, Virador. Is the what's the name? What's mm. the name of the? I keep forgetting the 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 vernacular. Sapucaí. Ah. Which is the which is the 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 strip of a strip of a uh, of lane uh, of of street a street really dedicated to to uh, present each school of Samba to present its theme and its floats. And the ones that we named are some of the schools that we like to follow. Uh, we did uh, uh, Viradouro. Viradouro, Mangueira, uh, Beija Flor de Leonopolis. Um, and there's uh, how many, Shanji do you know? I should have looked. It up. I don't know how
0: many, but there are many, many because um, this is why we're bringing this up on this episode is because we, the carnival in Brazil is one of the things that we also have to thank for, um, um, the Afro-Brazilian culture that created it in, in Brazil.
2: Yeah. So, um, oh. it's a very interesting, the, the, the idea of carnival like the the actual parading and going out and competing because the reason why we take each like fan we're fans of each school is because they actually compete and um so the idea evolved for such a long time and it started with something very European um, and then the addition of the African culture in more of the form of the Samba and um, kind of because the whole entire Samba culture the, the music came from the roots of the Africans and this the Sadly, slaves that came to Brazil uh, got got into the carnival, and that's why everything, all like the the Thanksgiving Day parade style parade that happens, is all done um, to the beat of a song that is created called Inherdu. Every Every year it's a different song and every school has a different song. It just like in other parts
0: of the world, um, Mardi Gras and Carnival, It's uh, they are celebrated very similarly. Um, the difference is in Brazil it became this big um, competition and this big business. It is kind of of a um, amalgamation of European Indigenous, Brazilian Indigenous, and Afro-Brazilian cultural influences. And those three together created um, those sounds and those colors that we see every year in Brazil. Um, I recommend going on youtube and looking for brazilian carnival and maybe looking for these three schools of samba that we were talking about and looking what we were talking about this for people to understand that's why i always say that it's kind of similar to or um close to super Bowl, is that most of the country will stop to watch this on tv it's highly televised and being televised it is a shot by shot play by play everything that counts points is shown in detail it's commentated it has slow motion replays it's like an (laughs) event (laughs)
1: and that's why and that's why i mentioned thanksgiving uh the macy's thanksgiving day parade because it's something that a lot of americans recognize as like uh, the the two people understands like talking about the floats and like commenting on the on what's going on, and I get the same feel from it, but in a, in almost in a more competitive way. Uh, like Shen just said, like like the Super Bowl. Uh, I do want to put a a, cav- uh, a fairly large caveat that uh, you need to prepare for some titties, some boobage, nudity, <laughs> some boobage.
2: Uh, (laughs) 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 There is some light nudity, it is very hot in Brazil, and the dancers can use this opportunity to go with little to no clothes.
0: But but we are talking also about some of the perceptions in the past. I know that of all of us, I was the one that kind of have kept myself connected the most. And watching um, how things are now, there isn't a lot of boobage. There isn't a lot of um, nakedness anymore, unless they're doing like the street carnival or people are doing the things on their own. Uh, exactly because of that, because it's hot and whatever. But um nowadays it's more about telling the story. Um and this all happened because of the Olympics and the Pan Americans and and the World Cup that were happening in Brazil. I don't wanna go too much into that, but the government wanted to kinda clean it up a little bit, um, the carnival, so that happened. Now we are a post Olympics, post World Cup, post Pan Americans in Brazil, so um, it's it's more fan, family friendly now than it was before.
1: But if you are to Google it. And look, you probably. But if you are to Google it, you just be prepared.
2: Yes. Okay, so really cool things that I um, watched uh, preparing for this uh, cast today. Um, so apparently, the mayor of Rio. Or the governor of the Rio? Governor of yeah. Rio. Governor of well, there's
0: Rio city, Rio, state.
2: Yeah, so, the state. Okay. the governor. Okay. Um, yeah, just signed a grant for the schools of Samba for 2022. And he signed a pretty big grant um, since they canceled uh, Carnival this year they are planning on doing an online carnival next year. How that's gonna look like beats me, but (laughs) he signed a grant so they can do it. So they can figure it out how to do the carnival and still keep that, um, a little bit of that tourism, a little bit of that um, culture alive even with um, the COVID happening right now.
1: Isn't that cool? It is really cool. It's, it's, um, I think it's absolutely, (laughs) I think it's absolutely amazing. It's just like, we are, all it took is a pandemic, right? Like I say all it took, this pandemic was huge, but like up in this pandemic (laughs) went, changed things from, from, one to another in two years like two years we're doing things completely different like ridiculously different oh, yeah and that that is amazing uh but I'm really excited to the to Spanish be able to see because I think because it will be uh like it is online <laughs> because it will be this online I think it will be a lot more accessible too uh the the carnival the
0: Spanish flu too changed
1: everything uh-huh in two years everybody (laughs) Everybody died in two
0: years (laughs) all right we're coming to the end of our podcast today Um, but I just wanted to go around and see if we have anything else that we want to um, talk about as in any things that we saw that celebrate um, African Brazilian culture or um, black history that we want to um just recommend for everybody
2: all right i like to recommend blackish um i actually (laughs) don't know i haven't finished it yet i'm like a couple seasons behind and um i don't know i it's still around i know that um it is wonderful i love it it's hilarious and I, I consume it slowly because I don't mm-hmm. want it to end. That's Let's my recommendation. See. I feel like, um, for me, Blackish is almost like, I hate this, mm, I'm going to say it anyways, um, it's almost like one day at a time. It's, an, oh, okay. it's, it's like a Latino, it's a, it's a, it's a Black, culture one day at a time, because it deals with actual real everyday uh, uh, problems and situations of a Black family. And uh, granted, it's a Black wealthy family, but it's really fun. It's really funny.
1: Oh yeah, um I know <laughs> unfortunately I, I'm not into following things as as heavily as my siblings, but I do know but I do know that this uh every year uh in that Black History Month has happened, there's a theme and I believe this year's theme is family. Something along those lines. Um, so I think that's a great thing to to to, to um to what's the word I'm looking for here? To recommend because it definitely uh, matches uh, this year's uh, theme. Uh, I oh, yeah. if if I were to recommend anything, it it would be like understanding. And again, I'm gonna go back to music because I'm the most musically inclined. Um, there's this a uh, video that I really like. By uh, it's a, a YouTuber called Sideways. Uh, it's called white Spoken Words Make Me Nervous. And it talks a lot about how music uh, come from a... It's, it's a very heavy... It's, heavy, it's a heavy video. Uh, he uses... I think he uses language a bit. But it does talk about how music... A lot of African-American um, black music turned into white. To, they, they try to, 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 uh, to caucasianize it and make, make it, white. it white. And it's a lovely video, okay. uh, but I think it's from two years ago, um, but it, it is a lovely video that uh, I've watched recently that I really like. Uh, and it kind of goes over the, the how, how, how music kind of evolved from, it, and it came from the black culture. All
0: right. All right. Well, my recommendation it is a Netflix series, that it is called Invisible City. Um, and it was all the rage in Brazil this um, past month. And it is a series that is not necessarily um, Afrocentric, but it has um, a lot of African culture and Afro-Brazilian culture in it. <laughs> And it talks about the folklore that we all, uh, Brazilians grow up with. And it's very interesting to learn about those um, creatures and those stories that are so intensely um, rooted in the story of the slaves that were taken to Brazil and um, the indigenous cultures that were exterminated there. Um, so it is a light story. It's easy to watch, but it has a lot of culture behind it. So I would recommend that. It's called Invisible City on Netflix.
1: Define light.
0: Well, it's not... It's. It doesn't have... Um, it's. It doesn't have um, a lot of sex. I think there is one set of boobs. So if you see mermaids, close your eyes, kids. <laughs> and uh and that's pretty much it there's no heavy like violence scenes there are no heavy um there's no heavy sex scenes it's just it's easier to watch Mm -hmm. in that sense
2: it's like a pg 13 pg 16
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's more about the mystery and the the, kind of like the cop side of the show than really about any any of
1: that the very sexual sides of the country that's another topic that we that we can explore how <laughs> incredibly sexual <laughs> Brazil can, could can be it was at least when I was in Brazil but that's a different topic
0: all right Lucas sign us off
1: okay okay so if uh, there's nothing else if there's nothing else we want to talk about if uh, we we got all the topics out of the way uh thank you so much for listening in this is Olive 3 signing out
2: Thank you so much again, guys, for listening. Don't forget to share and tell your friends about this wonderful podcast. Olive Two signing out.
0: Thank you again, everybody that's listening. Don't forget to give us a comment down over here and recommend this podcast to everybody. This is Olive One signing out.